steered the show to end the 9 o'clock hour. You're supposed to be the one saying, the 10 o'clock hour, I'm willing to town. Uh, sorry, you sorry. I kind of felt like I overstepped a little bit. I didn't want to. Oh, you did. Yeah. I, Trust me yeah. when I say you did. Sorry. Mr. Wildey, it's your show. Right, no, no, it's, it's your show now. I told Just you. Sit back. Brust, 2 p.m. Bowling. I'm nervous. I got. A, I'm, I'm a little antsy today. I'm sorry. I, I got a little riled up there. Two weeks we've been putting this on the show sheet. All right. Hey. Two Let's weeks. Let's go. Let's go. And you guys just keep ignoring it. It's a great article. Great seems strong. It's All a right. Really tell good us article. more about it, Jesse. Rob Domovsky at ESPNWisconsin.com. Is it even still there? Uh, it's like, so I just pulled it up on my computer, but it's like faded. And I'm like, is that a thing they do when an article's like too old now? It's like a newspaper <laughs> that's been in the window. <laughs> it's, like, it's actually a pretty good idea. Uh, what the Packers have and what they need with or without Aaron Rodgers. This was another article, Jason, that when I saw this one pop up two weeks ago, I clicked. I said, I'm intrigued. And this is Barnwellian. And I still read the whole thing. Wow. This is Bar- This is the most Barnwellian work I think Rob Domoski has ever done. This is like a magazine full of uh, information at ESPNWisconsin.com outlining what the Packers have and what they need position by position heading into the 2023 offseason. Very intrigued by this. And I wanted to hear what you and Tausch had to say. And since Tausch can't seem to get his act together today, I just want to hear what you have to say, at least, until he gets here. So uh, there are a couple things that stood out to me from this article that I want to make sure that we get to. So, like, obviously quarterback, like what they have, what they need, like an answer from Aaron Rodgers. Go figure. That still pertains two weeks later. Thanks, Rob. Like, we get that. So not every position is, you know, the, the... most brilliant thing that has ever come to life. Right. Stop insulting Rob. I'm not okay? insulting Rob. It's that great. one's an obvious yeah, one. Yeah, there's Let's some just obvious, call it obvious That's all I'm saying. There's some obvious ones, but then there's some really intriguing ones. So, like, let's start at wide receiver. Let's start on offense here. What? Well, wait a minute, Al. I, I hate to interject, yeah. but this story is so old that for the running back one, yeah. what they need is no. to restructure Aaron Jones's contract. That happened like two days after this article was posted, <laughs> and that felt like a month ago, and it was actually two weeks ago. But it just proves how long uh, this has been on the show sheet every day. I, I missed I two shows thinking, well, they got to do it the days that I'm out. They didn't even do it then. It's true we didn't. It's true. Yeah, well, we had to discuss important things like realigning the calendar. Wide receiver is the first one that still pertains to where we're at from two weeks ago. From if we waited long enough, they could have traded for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, maybe we're, we got it, we're special projects this week they're working on. Who knows? What they have, according to bold Bob Domofsky, two and perhaps three up-and-coming playmakers. Three. Rookies Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson each had their share of highlights. Very fair. And Samari Toure showed promise last season when that one touchdown pass in garbage time against Buffalo. Samari Toure, an up-and-coming playmaker. What? So wait, so you like this story so much that you couldn't wait to get to it. And now you're just getting after our guy. Well, I need to know if you and Rob agree on this and if you know something that I don't about Samari Toure. 
because I didn't see anything from Samari Toure besides one touchdown catch last year, and you're like, hey, that's kind of fun. I think I picked him as the sleeper of the week that week. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty uh, I great. believe you did. Like, okay, great. But he didn't do anything the rest of the season. Uh, he had a 37-yard touchdown catch, as you mentioned. He did – come on, Jesse, don't short him. He did have three other catches uh, <laughs> for 45 yards. When? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to get to his individual game-by-game uh, -game stats. But um, to Rob's like, point – when, when they were up 31-3 to against the Vikings in the fourth quarter? Like, was that when he was out there? Jordan Love To defend my guy, it? Rob, against your slings and arrows um, – if they don't bring back Randall Cobb, if Randall Cobb decides to retire, if they tell Aaron Rodgers, we're happy to have you back, but we're not going to bring your buddy with you, um, Samari Toure is a guy that they think could be a decent slot receiver. And so there would be opportunities that would open up. Remember that time when there were people that were concerned that the Packers were bringing Cobb back and it was going to stunt the growth of Amari Rodgers uh, after they drafted yeah. him in the third round. A lot of people. That was a simpler time. A lot of people. That was not a simpler time, actually. That was when he went all scorched earth and the next day, like, fine, have Cobb. And it turned out that, and, and I like, I, ha, I had a greater affinity for Amari Rodgers than others did. And I'm happy for him that he went to Houston and looks like maybe he can kind of find a, a, a place that it fits for him. And he doesn't have a quarterback who thinks he sucks. And he might actually get some growth opportunities and become an okay NFL player. But you don't have him anymore because you cut him. And if you don't have Cobb anymore, you don't have anyone that really is a clear-cut slot-type receiver. So there will be opportunity for Rob to be proven very much right about Samari Toure. Now, can a guy with five catches for 82 yards suddenly have a 50-catch season in year two? That was a seventh-round pick that spent, I think, six years in college between Montana and... And Nebraska? Probably not. But could he be a 30-catch guy for you, 35-catch guy? Maybe. So to defend Rob's honor, I would just say that there's the, there is the possibility. Would I bank on a huge jump from Samari Toure next season? No, I would not. But the possibility is there. Would you call him an up-and-coming playmaker? I personally wouldn't, but it's not my story. Would you call him perhaps an up-and-coming playmaker? Because I possibly, guess technically possibly. that's what Rob did, I guess. He, he did say two and perhaps three up-and-coming players. I'll give you the perhaps. You know, and, and I, I would push back on a different part, frankly. And, and I, look, again, I really, really like Christian Watson's potential. And we all really, really, really liked what we saw from him during that four-game stretch where he had, what, eight touchdowns in a four-game stretch? That was fun. Yep. He was outstanding. I am worried that he's a little bit like the leg lamp in A Christmas Story. Fragile. Wow. I'm not, I'm not again, I know Tausch oh, likes he to would say be that all I, over I said he was that. wiry. Oh, he would be all over you. Or spindly. 
Should I tell but, him about that when he joins us? At no, he can find out on Wisconsin PM. On Demand with everybody else. Look, I think I think Christian Watson could be great. I mean, I think he could be really, really, really good. I do think we have gotten ahead of ourselves a little bit about him based on the four games he did play well in. And that's all. I, I'm just trying to slow our enthusiasm a little bit. I am not in any way disparaging how good he could be. I am on the side of people that believe he has the talent to be really, really good. But I think we need to be careful with a young player to expect too much too soon and expect a year one to year two jump to take him from going and having a great four-game stretch to suddenly having a 17-game stretch where we're talking about him as a 90-catch guy next season. Maybe he, if he is, whoo, great. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's a process. It's a process. It's a process, as Billy Bean says. Is Lazard gone? Because what, what Domovsky writes here in the what they need portion, a veteran presence. Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard will be free agents next month, Co- oh, which is this month because it was two weeks ago. Correct. Cobb might be nearing retirement, which we've talked about, and Lazard is looking for a big payday that the Packers might not be willing to grant because he's not actually a great number one wide receiver, even though someone needs to tell him that so that he actually gets the best out of his career, which is to stay in Green Bay. I added that last part. That didn't um, sound like Rob's Yeah, that wasn't there. Rob. I'm sorry. Uh, is Lazard gone, or are we like punting on that opportunity here, or what? what's the latest there? So he did an interview with Sirius XM NFL Radio, and he sure sounded like a guy who was gone. Now, he did say that his agent, Peter Schaefer, had had some conversation with the Packers, but he sounds like he's looking for warm weather. He's talking about how he's been spoiled, and wherever he ends up next is going to be hard to compare to Green Bay and all this other stuff. Well, that sounds to me like a guy who's gone. But to your point, Jesse, Maybe other teams in the NFL see him similarly to how you do, and maybe he doesn't get the kind of offers he's expecting to get after his 60 catches as the number one receiver. And maybe he ends up saying, boy, I guess I am better off coming back. And Aaron Aaron is back. He's my guy. He did not end up getting traded. He's going to be in Green Bay. I should be, too. And if he's capable, and here's the thing I like about Alan Lazard, he does not, he he does not rub me the wrong way in terms of his personality or his unselfishness. You've seen the way he plays the game. Do we think he'd have a big problem if the offense revolves around Christian Watson more than him? Like if that's how it ended up playing out, and he didn't have the offers from other teams, and he ended up coming back. And he had 60 catches again, but Christian Watson had 71 catches somehow. I don't think I don't think Alan Lazard is going to be a problem for you. The coach loves him. Quarterback loves him. So I don't expect him back. That would be my default position on him. But if things fall wrong for him on the open market, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world for either side, either for him or for the Packers, that he's in green and gold next year. Alan Lazard's best friend, whoever that is, needs to take him out for a few Coors Lights one night and just say, Al, you're a number three. Like, Al. I, I know they told you last year you're a number one. You're not a number one. You're a number three. 
and you're really good at it. You're a way, 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 you're the best number three. But you're a number three. And if you just go back and you, you play with him and you be a number three, you guys got a chance to win a Super Bowl. Just do that. Don't go to Tennessee and try to be a number two or a number one. Don't go to Indianapolis or Houston. Like, get over it. Go back and do your thing where they love you and be the number three and get out there and do your goon stuff, do your blocking, catch your passes when you're called upon. Rodgers trusts you. He's got some people he doesn't trust there and receiver quite yet. Like, he trusts you. You're just not a number one. You're not going to get paid like a number one. And here, let's get another round of Coors Lights and let's sign. That's what I would say if I'm Alan Lazard's best friend, whoever it is in the world, needs to get in touch with him and, and take him out one night and just cheer one friend to be named yep. later. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'm going to make a bold statement here. I know it took us two weeks to get to this. You like it. Not only do I like it, you like it, but it also fits my. 12 free minutes of no Aaron Rodgers talk. We could turn that into like 120 minutes of no Aaron Rodgers talk. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not, get, bold. let's not get crazy. I think we only got through wide receiver here. That's how good it is. Two weeks this thing's been sitting here waiting for us. We might not need Tausch at all today. Uh, not according to the text slide. A couple people still, uh, they're over the bowling uh conversation well we've moved on from the bowl yeah this is good we're doing this all right well jesse you're in charge so what's next from this long-awaited discussion of rob domofsky's piece at espnwisconsin.com on a very faded page Ah, i'm glad you asked jason coming up next rob domofsky points out that the packers are screwed at tight end right now we'll get jason's thoughts next on wildy and tausch Somewhere we can't tell you, and he might join the show later. So in the meantime, it's Wildy and Nelly. Yeah. What an honor. And apparently I'm running the show, because that's what this is molded into. What do you today. mean, apparently? You <laughs> took control of the show, Jess. I grabbed the wheel. We were, we were actually joking last night. We were out uh, for uh, Becca's friend's birthday, and we were saying we should get a driver's ed car. At some point uh, in the future, and then like you have two steering wheels and two gas pedals, and then you can like transfer who the driver is. That'd be kind of fun. Anyway, okay, you're, I, I understand you're in charge, <laughs> but can we stay on task, please? Yes, yes, we can. Uh, ESPN. Packers reporter Rob Domovsky shared a very insightful article two weeks ago that I've been trying to convince Jason and Tausch to talk about, and suddenly, now that I'm trying to run things in this hour, we're talking about it, which is fantastic. So we just got a great conversation about wide receivers, and Alan Lazard needs to have a beer with his uh, best friend, and he needs to tell him what he really is, and now let's talk about the tight ends. What tight ends? Exactly. What Rob Domovsky writes at ESPNWisconsin.com two weeks ago. Only one tight end, Josiah DeGuara, with any experience 
and he totaled just 13 catches. That's what the Packers have at tight ends. 13 catches, 114 yards, zero touchdowns in the 2022 season. There are no other veterans under contract for 2023. He's exactly right, and and let's add to that the reality that the track record of the Packers in general at the position in the last five, six years, yuck. Martellus Bennett. Yuck. Jimmy Graham. Yuck. Jace Sternberger in the draft. Um, You know, Robert Tunyon emerged in 2020 as a really good player after you picked him up off of, like, waivers from Indianapolis. I mean, he was on a practice squad. He was a nobody. And he blossomed into definitely a somebody. And then he tore his ACL and... Last year, he looked like a guy coming back from an ACL, and now he's a free agent, and you don't know if you'll get him back or not. You don't know what his market will look like. You don't know if... I got the impression in talking with him after the season ended that he's interested in a fresh start. He did not flat out say that, but some of the context clues of our conversation, I got the sense he loves Aaron Rodgers, doesn't know if he's going to be back or not, so he's not sure he'll be back or not, and he likes the idea of going somewhere else. He was also on the sidelines of a San Francisco 49ers game wearing a San Francisco 49ers jacket, which I understand is not that big of a deal, but how often do you see active players wearing a jersey of their own team or of another team or a jacket of another team? You just don't see it. I feel like Aaron Rodgers' news got in the way of us addressing how IPT that was of old Bubby. Yeah. You can't do that. Like, you can't. If I'm on a Little League team and I show up to my friend's Little League game wearing their team's jersey, that's not okay. Like, I'm on my own team. That's not okay at any level. So I don't know if Robert Tunyon is gone or not. Uh, when we're talking about tight end, we're also talking about Mercedes Lewis, who is a uh, not a former Aaron Rodgers teammate, a friend of Aaron, a four, F-O-A-R, friend of Aaron Rodgers. That's pretty good. So, thank you. <laughs> so uh, he could be back if Aaron Rodgers is back. Look, I would say this about Mercedes Lewis. He doesn't need to be Aaron Rodgers' friend to be on the Packers roster. I think he serves a vital purpose. He doesn't cost that much. He's a veteran who cost you, what, $2 million last year? He's not expensive. He should be on the team no matter who the quarterback is. But you better go get some young guys that can catch passes and stretch the defense and make plays. And they don't whether that's in the draft or, or everyone's looking for tight ends like that. So it's not like it's easy to do that. And the guy that you had that you thought was that guy is about to be a free agent. So should that be their number one pick? Because that's what a lot of the early projections. All a lot the of mocks. Mo- we're big fans of mock drafts around here. And a lot of the mocks have tight end, uh, the dude from Notre Dame. I don't remember his name. Yeah, there's a guy from Utah, too. Yes, yeah. there are some good tight ends. But, again, it's a crapshoot because not every – there's lots of guys. Uh, Jay Sternberger, one year of production at Texas A&M. You're hoping you get that position right because if you do and you get a George Kittle type, it transforms your offense. 
I'm not sure that they'll be able to do that at tight end. Uh, Smitty not coming back, right? Uh, he's not under contract either. I think he's restricted. Yeah. Yep, that's what it says here, yeah. So they're done with – like, they just need a total, like, overhaul at tight end, it feels. I, I think they I – th- I do think that they they like Tyler Davis. I think he is a core special teams guy. I don't think uh, they need to put a high tender on him. So there's a chance he's back. But for a guy that we all got very excited about based on one catch in Baltimore last year, we couldn't have been more wrong about him. He was a, he was a complete non-factor offensively. And, and look, Tausch wasn't the only one who thought he was going to be a difference maker or at least a meaningful contributor, and he just wasn't. Uh, a couple of texts on the ESPN Wisconsin talk and text line, Jason, 844-770-3776. Jerriad in Canton, Ohio. Uh, Tunyon wearing a San Francisco jacket right up there with Tausch's New York Giants sweatshirt at camp. Am I right? Right. He's right. Yeah. I mean, it is. Uh, by the way, uh, Tyler Davis, four catches for 26 yards. Uh, Amari Rogers, four catches for 50 yards. That puts in perspective how little wow. Tyler Davis contributed on offense because he was with the team all year. Uh, Amari Rogers, who the quarterback didn't like, was not, and he had the same number of catches and fewer yards. Erica in Milwaukee says there's no driver's ed anymore. Parents practice with kids. Is that true? I I you got to know this, not. Jason. That's coming up for you. You got to know this stuff. They're they're better. No, that can't be true. There, there's no. There has to be organized driver's ed still. Driver's ed is a rite of pass. You got to get. It's always in the like the summer or right after school. Like we had ours in like the conference room of a local church, and the lady she was always smoking cigarettes in between uh, driving around, and nice. uh, you had to sit in the back seat, get your observation time in, and it was it was like if you had someone not very good driving the car, you were like whoa back there hanging onto the back seat. Like observation is is a ride. Like you you better still have driver's ed. I hope that's not true, Erica. Somebody professionally has to teach people how to drive. I don't know if you do private lessons from a... I mean, there's a driving instructor school not too far from our house. I see the guy putt-putt-putting around in his just-drive vehicle or whatever it's called. Driving instructors are very underrated professionally. Like, that is such an important thing (laughs) that people do every single day. It's like a breathing instructor. Like, you drive your car almost every day, and you have someone for two or three weeks when you're 16 years old that molds how good you're going to be at that for the rest of your life. Driving instructors, very underrated, and I hope it's not just parents like Erica says. Um, I, You know, I, I have to be truthful, Jesse. I, I, I feel like you'd be a really good driving instructor. What? I think I think this Me? would be like a good side hustle for you, in addition to your Bull Street no. TV play-by-play. No, 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 no. I why? I just think that this you're 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 very particular and demanding. You have very clear requirements that you have to meet. I do like you the can, rules. You're a big rule guy. I do like the rules. Yeah. Uh, Pete says he could pick Pete McGuanago. I could totally picture Tausch as a driving instructor. 
Jeremy in Green Bay, driver's ed is optional. You're only required to take the online course. What? This oh, is troubling. No. How long has this been a thing? Uh, Shane Blackman, our teammate in Milwaukee, there is driver's ed, because I know his boys have been through it. Uh, there is driver's ed, and you have to do hours with parents, but you don't need to do the driving test at the DMV anymore? What has this world come to? What do you mean there's no driver's ed anymore? An online course? Like... I could become an ordained minister at 6 o'clock, and at 6.15, I can get my temps? Oh, my gosh. That's uh, ridiculous. All right. All right. We need to, we, there's so much more to this article we need to get to. Um, <laughs> we don't know when Tausch is going to join us, and I am, I'm rattled right now by this. Jason, because whatever, whatever the years, requirements are, the Wildy girls are going to go way above and beyond. In this. three years, your girls are going to start doing drivers at or four, whatever it is, and it, all apparently all they need to do is go sit in front of a tablet for ten minutes and go take the online course. All right, I'm. Uh, we have to, Jesse. <laughs> How many people are out there right now that haven't actually gone to drivers ed and are going seventy seven on ninety four? That's terrifying. This, I, I'm a, I am. I am. I can't believe I'm saying this, but we need to get back to Rob's story because Maddie is 13, Sydney's about to be 12. So yes, we are three to four years away from this, which is really right around the corner in like preteen and teenage years. So I, I can't think about this anymore. I, I, I'm sorry. I just can't. We need to talk about the Packers' offensive and defensive lines or something. All right, Jesse. I do we do we have we gotten anything lately from Tausch? Uh, well, let me check the text. I'm getting a bunch of texts about driver's ed now. So he, if he sent something, it's uh, it's buried. Uh, I've got a thumbs up from yeah, him. Yeah. Okay. So he's gonna ten forty five. I think we're good for Tausch. Ten forty five. All right. So let's get to a couple more of these. All right. And then maybe maybe we'll just do trivia ten forty five. We'll get them all the way to eleven to join us. John in St. Louis, here in Missouri, all you need is your parent to sign a paper that says you can drive and pass the test. No training necessary. All right, this is, I, I'm serious. Missouri's I, even worse than Wisconsin. I, I can't do this. I can't. <laughs> what does this won't. world come to? Driving is like the most important thing you have to learn how to do ever. People's lives are at stake, and you, man. You just need Ma to say, yeah, you're good. Come on, Missouri. I, 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 I'm going to need a course Light at the rate we're going. We'll take a look at a few other positions that Rob Domovsky addressed in his piece that we now I can't wait to talk more about. As Jesse guides us through that piece next, it's Wildey and Tausch. So let me get this straight. 
two weeks, two weeks, you're whining and complaining that we don't do this segment. Now I get into it. It's really good. I'm excited. I'm talking about Packers, and it's not Aaron Rodgers related. And then you make one dumb comment about how you and Becca want to be able to switch spots driving a vehicle like they can in a driver's ed car. And now we've been so inundated with driver's ed stunning developments about how you get your license that not only are we going to keep talking about that and junk our discussion of Rob's piece, but you are about to violate one of the core rules of the radio programming side of ESPN Madison. Yeah. This... My mind is blown, Jason, by the amount of text that we're getting about drivers. That Lynn in St. Peter is a great uh, fan of Wildey and Tausch. She chimes in a lot on our ESPN Wisconsin talk and text line. Always insightful stuff from Lynn. She says there's still driver's ed. The only difference is that with the waiver since the pandemic, parents can sign for their kids to get their license. Wisconsin requires 30 hours of classroom, six hours behind the wheel, six hours of observation with an instructor. Parents can sign a waiver for actual license. So is that like a fast pass? Uh, I, I, I don't know because I also would say that I want my kids to have to go through the anxiety and the adversity of taking their driver's test, and I want them to feel the adulation of passing. When I took my driver's test, I was the last guy in our little friendship group at Greendale Martin Luther High School. And I made the mistake when my friend Steve asked me, well, when's your test? That's Saturday at 1030. Oh, well, good luck. Oh, no. (laughs) I go out to my car... (laughs) To go take the test, and there's Steve parked right behind it, waving from the driver's seat of his car, and he followed me through the whole test. I don't think he was being supportive. He was a great friend. I I loved him very much. But uh, he was entertaining himself, and I passed, and it was a great feeling. And then I cursed him out as best I could when I was 17. For following me around, because he thought it was hysterical. But that is a rite of passage, as you called it. And I don't want people that are unqualified on the road, either. No! Like, we got another text from someone that just moved down to Missouri a few years ago and said, after hearing what John in St. Louis said, now I get why all the Missouri drivers are so bad on the roads here. Apparently, you just show up and you say, yeah, we're good. And then you get your license. Uh, So I I went out to the office here during our last commercial break in the ESPN Madison studio, and I was asking people, like, we we have a couple of interns that are in that are probably around the age where, like, during COVID, they may have been just after or just, like, in the midst of getting their driver's licenses. I asked a couple of the other people, like, in in Ohio or some of these other people in Indiana, like, have you guys done driver's? Everybody said yes. And then... Out comes today's interim uh, producer, Riley, Smiley Riley, who can't talk except for this one time. And he goes, I'm one of the people that took an online test. So I'm like, that's it. You got, all right, for, we got to pop all, the microphone. I didn't even know he was old enough to drive. 
What do you think? We got like eight-year-olds running boards here? He's a, he's a young-looking fella. I think we can all agree. He is. He's a young-looking fella. Yeah. All right, so Riley has gotten special dispensation to yeah. speak. One time only. Yep. Mm-hmm. Make Riley, how Riley, how old are you? I am 21 years old. So I, I get that I'm young. I look young, and I get that a lot, but... You know, it did. It hurts a little bit to think right. that well. I can't drive. Right, so, like so it's like fourteen. So, how many years have you had your driver's license for? I've had my license for five years. And how? All right. So the pandemic was after you would have gotten your license. Yep. So tell us, and are you a Wisconsin native or are you from somewhere else? Yes, I am Wisconsin native. I'm from Milton, Wisconsin. Took my test in Janesville. The bustling burg of Milton. Had to go to the big city. Janesville. Yeah, get the test done, I see. James yeah. Vegas. Uh-huh. Co- covered, covered my share of uh, sporting events in Milton early in my career. All right, so take us through your driver's ed process five years ago and the online course that you were able to take to get your license. Okay, so I'm going to preface with that I did eventually have to take an on-the-road test with an instructor. I did have to do that as well. Okay. So That's good. It's not totally reprehensible for me to do the online course, in my opinion. But okay. Online, Says the guy who's got the online driver's license. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So I had to take like a month-long course. You can do it at your own pace. So this can take years out of your life if you want it to, or it can take a couple weeks if you're really grinding. But you get this online textbook. And they give you these modules or whatnot that you have to work through. And then you do a reading, and then they quiz you on it. And then you have to work your way up until you finish. You have to learn the rules of the road, all this stuff, defensive driving, what to do when you need to parallel online. park and online. whatnot. All the stuff is online. Yeah. Driving theory. But then you enact it when you go out with the instructor or with your parents, as people were mentioning earlier. You do have to do it still. Just one time, right? Like, just the one-time test. You don't have to get, like, hours of observation. No, I did have to log a few hours of you observation did. Okay. with an instructor. And then there is the rule, though, like, I technically did more hours with my parents than I actually did. We only did a few hours driving, practicing with my parents. You, but they You lied? No, no, that's you, not it. What? I didn't lie. It was... <laughs> My parents fudged the truth. What? <laughs> it's different. Oh, my parents <laughs> lied. We make a special occasion for you to say that what you can on the show because you have a valuable contribution, and you're throwing your parents under the bus for lying about your hours of driver's ed online observation. And given your driving skills, you might have hit them yourself as well. No, my driving <laughs> skills, I don't have a single ticket on my ledger. I have only been pulled over for malfunctions with the car. I am a fantastic driver. I think my parents did me a favor. Oh, my God. Because they saw my skills had progressed past what were needed on the road. So I apologize to my mom if she's listening. But- I was in the advanced course where I didn't need, like everyone else, to do the six hours. I was good after one. I'm just saying, it. I'm a, I'm a decent so driver. Wrong. I'm a pretty good driver, I would say. Oh my gosh! All right. Do you well, feel better, Jason? No. Yeah. 
So I'll just say this. It sounds to me like if you are the type of parent that I am that uh, that worries about this and wants them to be ultra, ultra, ultra prepared. We were driving the other day, and Sydney, who turns 12 later this month, asked, how hard is it to learn how to drive? And I wanted to say, you'll never know. <laughs> Aww. But I, I I told her how when I got my license, I vowed I was never going to drive at night. And then, of course, you realize that all your friends are doing fun stuff, so you mm-hmm. better figure out how to drive yeah. at night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it sounds to me like I can choose to force them to take uh, more hours of behind-the-wheel learning than are necessarily required. I could be the opposite of Riley's parents. I could say, that's great that you got the required hours. You have to do double before I'm letting you anywhere close to a car. I I remember in, like, seventh grade, we had, for band, you had, like, the practice sheet where you had to say, yeah, I practiced for 20 minutes last Uh night. The honor system. Everybody lied on the practice sheet for how often you practiced your instrument. It's a little different when you're learning how to play like Concerto 4 a month from now and when you're learning the skill of driving for the rest of your life. Yeah. That, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah, this is I'm unnerved, but I'm going to I'm going to hold them to a higher standard than Riley's parents whom he threw under the bus and then drove over I, with his you know, driving. The skills. real the real losers here are Riley's parents. It's a that's a shame. That's a shame. Hey, like, I'll what does he even do now? Like, yeah. hey, mom, hey, dad, I got to be on the radio. They how, let me talk. How do you go home for dinner? Yeah, luckily, drive uh, carefully. Sp- spring breaks in a couple weeks, so <laughs> I'll have to answer to it then, at least. Uh, Matt, Matt, and West Bend Texan. My daughter didn't take the road test. Let the record show she hit a tree in the driveway. <laughs> this is what I'm worried about. All right, so Jesse, you've got a bunch of other texts. Uh, we also. Sources close to the program indicating that Tausch will join us at 11. Well, that's the fourth different time we've heard today. My question <laughs> is, do you want to get to some of these texts, or do you want to do trivia now so oh, we're done man. with it before Tausch joins uh, us? Let's do trivia. I like trivia. And I don't know if Riley knows how to hit the button for trivia, so let's hit, let's play trivia. All right. So, oh, snap. We're going to play some trivia now. Oh, snap. Will the Intouch contestants are competing to win crispy, fresh, delicious snacks from Oh, Snap Pickling Company. When not just any snack will do, experience Oh, Snap Pickled Veggies. Oh, Snap Pickled Veggies. Oh, Snap. Snap. There it is. Uh, We tried the apples the other night, (laughs) and now uh, sources telling me that they also have pineapple. So we're going to try those. Uh, Jesse, what's the category, and what color would you like to have Riley answer. Uh, it is Badgers Trivia Thursday, Jason. Remember, we did Marquette Trivia Tuesday. Uh-huh. Big game for the Badgers tonight. Hopefully, everyone drives there and home safely with their vi- viable, uh, valid oh, driver's licenses. So it's a Badgers Trivia Tuesday. And since you can get your driver's license at 16, or is it 15? 16. Apparently, it's whenever you Six, want. Apparent, yeah, let's do caller 16. I think it's still 16. Sticking stick a poor kid with caller 16. All right, caller 16, 844-770-3776. 844-770-3776. We will play Wilde and Tausch trivia and prepare for the arrival of Tausch. Next, it's Wilde and Tausch. Life, all I need is a little love in the dark. A little I'm hoping it might kickstart. 
Bailey for stepping into Jesse's role while Jesse stepped into Tausch's role. Unfortunately, I believe Riley in his first radio appearance stepped in it, as you would say. Hey, Mom and Dad, I was on the radio. You guys got to hear me. Oh, wait, I indicated that you may have fudged the numbers for me to get my driver's license five years ago. Let's play some trivia and move on. Oh, snap. Wildy and Tausch contestants are competing to win crispy, fresh, delicious snacks from Oh, Snap Pickling Company. When not just any snack will do, experience Oh, Snap Pickled Veggies. Oh, snap. Let's welcome in our contestant and Jesse. Is this right? First time? First timer today? Riley got us a first time contestant before he left. Yes, sir. It is Derek in Middleton. Not, Derek, yep. good morning. How are you today? Good morning. Good morning. Derek, how old are you? I'm 35. Okay. Um, I'm not going to ask for your social security number, your weight, or anything else. But I am going to ask you, how much did you have to do to learn how to drive before you got your license those many years ago? Uh, we had to take a... We had to take a class, uh, a half a semester, I believe it was, in uh-huh. high school. As it should be. Yes. All right. Well, you don't have to take a class to play Wilde and Tausch Trivia. I know it's your first time. We'll ask you three questions. Everyone you get right, you get an entry into Friday's drawing for the O-Snap Pickling Company prize pack. If you get all three right, that means you end up with four total entries into tomorrow's drawing. All right. The category Badgers Trivia Thursday. Question number one is this. Which Wisconsin Badgers player hit the game-winning three-point shot with three seconds left on March 1st, 2022 to lift the Badgers over eighth-ranked Purdue and win a share of the Big C... Big regular season title was that player Chucky Hepburn Brad Davison or big Linda Lewandowski uh a Chucky Hepburn indeed it was all right Jesse I guess you're playing the role of Tausch so you get question two. Big Linda, all four trivia questions. Are, uh, she wasn't r- so showing the correct week. answer on any of them. No, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Question number two, Derek. The Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament is being played in Minneapolis, Minnesota over the next few days. We learned that in a trivia question yesterday. But in which city is the Big Ten Men's Basketball Tournament taking place next week? Is next week's Big Ten Men's Basketball Tournament in Chicago, Indianapolis, or Cleveland? Well, I know they used to do it in Chicago all the time, but I think they moved it. I'm going to go with B, Indianapolis. They moved it, maybe. Oh, no. They used to always do it in Indianapolis, and then they started moving it around. Oh, that's what it was. So Chicago was the correct answer. All right, let's bounce back and get question three, Derek. Got a good feeling about question three. I do, too. Since the NCAA began seeding the men's basketball tournament in 1979, what was the worst numerical seed the Wisconsin Badgers have ever been assigned 
in a tournament in which they actually played. Is it a 10 seed, an 11 seed, or a 12 seed? Boy, good question. I'm just going to go with the... I'm going to go with the 12 seed. Uh, Riley broke my button. There it goes. And... Two thousand nine, they were a twelve seed. I believe they won that game in two thousand nine, if I remember correctly. That was a very long time to wait to find out if you got the question right or wrong. All right, Derek, you got two out of three, which ain't bad. You got three out of the possible four entries into tomorrow's drawing. Thanks for playing. We appreciate you, bud. Okay, thank you. Did Derek sound a little bit like Scuba Chad to you? A little bit. A little bit. I I gotta admit, I was a little suspicious at one point. But, I agree. But, but there's but, an email address and a last name. I'm sure Derek is very legit, there. but he does yep. have a – he sounds – it's kind of like the guy from Waste Management who sounds like Jeff Passan in the commercials. It's just close enough that you think, wait a minute, is that Jeff Passan? Oh, no, that's not him. All right. I believe sources close to the program indicate that the big fella is going to join us to kick off the 11 o'clock hour. And we will do that at long last in two minutes. So stick around for Tausch and Wilde and Jesse.